Well, it's my distinct pleasure to introduce Bob Hazlett. Uh, he has been here since, uh, you get here Tuesday or Wednesday? I know the conference, you don't even remember. Thursday, you got here Thursday, okay. Well, he's been part of the Power and Love Conference that we have been uh, hosting with about eight other churches here in town. And it, uh, if you were involved in any part of it, it was actually pretty amazing. Um, Todd White was there, uh, also Tom Rotolo and Bob Hazlett, and uh, it was really about activating your capacity to hear uh, Jesus by the Spirit who lives within you, and then to take steps of action on that. So uh, without me babbling any further, I'll give you a warm welcome to Bob Hazlett. Thank you. Thanks, Pastor Steve. Thanks, I appreciate it. So, so... So awesome to be here. Had such a great time in the first service. A whole different group of faces this uh, in this service, and it's great to see you guys. How many of you had a chance to come to at least one of the meetings at the conference? That's awesome. You give yourself a big hand. Can I tell you? Give yourself a big hand, because about probably about fifty percent of the time I can I can come to a church after the Power and Love conferences. It's about Power and Love is about 15 or 20 percent of what I do in my schedule, uh, so I, I love to do it, and we are like family, the guys that do it together, but we all have busy schedules, and most of the time, I can't stay for a Sunday this time. I'm glad that I could, but usually when I ask that question, Pastor Steve, it's less than 10 percent of the people at a sponsoring church that actually went to it on a Sunday morning that come to church, so it's either because the people that went were so tired they couldn't make it or whatever. But um, that's awesome. I mean, if you saw how many hands that was, that was probably 75% of the people here went to at least one meeting. So, man, the kingdom of God is now messing you up for the rest of your life. I mean, it's like too late. You got one, one session of power and love is enough to mess you up the rest of your life. I, that's all it took for me to get messed up. This is the way I, why I am because we've been hanging with these guys for the last six years. But... Um, uh, I've got, I'm on limited time schedule. I have to be walking out that door in 30 minutes to make my plane on time. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister. I actually have a real a strong uh, prophetic word for the church that I want to give first. I did preach in the first service. I, I, may, I, I'm a, I love the word. I'm a, I'm a word guy. I'm a, I'm a preacher. I want to get truth to you. I think, you know, that's really with my heart, but I want to release what the Lord wants me to release. And I have some resources back at the table just that we had left over from the conference, and I want to make them available to you guys just for a donation back there. It's really uh, just to, so we can get it into your hands. And just to tell you what's back there and what's left is, and I'm surprised these are left. These are usually not left. These are my wife's CD for children, and it's songs that she would sing over my kids when they were when they were younger. And I told the story about my daughter who works with children, early childhood development, and how how when she took it into her school where they would chat, track on the computer which kids would take naps and which kids wouldn't, that kids that didn't normally take naps would take it when they listened to this CD. So if you have a kid that won't sleep, get this CD for him, right? Can I get this to this little boy here? Is that okay? I know. What's that? He did? Can you give it to someone else then? Can you give it to someone? Okay. Yeah. Also, my wife just this week got an email from, uh, anybody ever hear Christ for the Nations School? It's a great place. The director of the children's department there uh, emailed her and said she actually ordered a whole bunch of them for their whole children's uh, department. She said she wants to get it in every one of their teachers' hands, and she wants to get it in all their, they have daycares there, because her daughter went through 13 hours of natural labor, and, and she listened to the, my wife's lullaby through the whole time, because she, she would listen to it while she was pregnant for the baby, and the baby now 
is older and loves and listens to this all the time, the child. So is there like a, a pregnant mom here that I could give this to for your, for your child to be? Or a mom that wants to be pregnant that wants to? Or a mom that <laughs> has a baby that needs to sleep? Or how about Pastor? You, you, you want to you take it? Okay. Oh, you do have a baby. Oh, good. You're, that's going to be awesome for you. Awesome. And then who has, who has the book but doesn't have the study guide? I just want to give this to you because I've got a bunch of study guides back there, okay? That's yours. And then I have a bunch of this, the four CD schools. These are the ones I teach at the Global School of the Supernatural. Um, can I give this to you? Can, can I leave it here and have someone? Can you, can you grab this for that nice lady at the end of your aisle? Oh, pastor, thanks. Look at that, servant leaders. Isn't that amazing? I love that. All right. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. I'm usually a guy, like one prophetic word is 20 minutes. So now I have 20 seven, eight minutes to do this. Pastor, here's what I heard today as we were worshiping. Uh, here's what I heard about this church, that there's a generational blessing on your life, on your family, and on this church. And that in the past, you've honored like spiritual fathers in your life that you didn't feel didn't honor you back. But because I heard God say like three months ago, you made a conscious decision to honor fathers and mothers in your life and in the church. And because of that, all will go well with the church. And what I feel like that means is there's a generational blessing on this church that's going to continue from generation to generation. And I know that you, um, you're doing two services now, and, and I know there was some room in the first one. There's a little room in this one. But I, I just heard God say there's like coming like a generational blessing from your family, from your life. And I saw a, a son or a spiritual son. I don't know if you have a son. I feel like there's like a, a, a family ministry heritage that's a three-generation heritage that's passing on even to the next generation. And I feel like there's a son of the house that's coming back to the house. And when he does, that it's, it's going to release a generational blessing. And I heard God say, that'll be a third, there'll be a third service. And I feel like there's even going to come a time where you'll do a Saturday night service here. And it's going to be like a generational service. But I feel like it's going to draw young people, young couples. And there's going to be even a sound of worship that's going to go even to another level in this place. Because I feel like worship has like grown over the last year. But I hear God say it's going to take a, like a lightning bolt leap in the next uh, in the next like 18 months. I feel like there's even going to be new worship leaders that are going to rise up here. The ones, awesome worship today. What I'm saying is is that there's almost like so many gifted and talent worship, talented worshipers in this house, and people are saying, "What can we do with all of them?" And I heard God say because the worship isn't supposed to be just for the, the weekend services, but there's going to come a time when there's 24/7 worship in the house because it. Was it was your vision, it was your dream, it was even your dream in the past at some place where you were and it didn't happen. But I feel like the Lord said there's even like a designated area on the campus, and I haven't seen the whole campus, but I feel like there's like a designated area, it's like a prayer, it's like a prayer area, and God's going to raise up incense out of that area. We'll be 24-7 for the community to come. And it'll be 24/7 for them to, to receive prayer for healing. And it's even gonna. There's even gonna feel like like you're even talking about investing in things like webcasting or why are we doing this? And some people have said, why are we even webcast? Because when it comes to the worship and the prayer, that's gonna be webcast into the nations. And you're gonna touch nations with the worship and that comes out of this house because this house is called to be a house of prayer for all nations, a house of worship for all nations. You know, I feel like there's even actual like cultures that are going to come in here, and I feel like there's going to be an integration of cultures and language that's going to come uh, through worship. And I also feel like God's been like 
he's almost been taking you back to your future uh, in, the, in the last three years. It's almost like you went back to some of the roots of where you came out of. And I just, I just feel like that the Lord's going to start to revisit you. I, I almost hear you listening like some old teaching tapes, you know, from the 70s. or so. But like going back to the roots to that of the thing, almost like a, I feel like there's like a John Wimber anointing on you. And I feel like there's like that whole, that whole signs and wonders school that's in you. And you have the ability to teach old dogs new tricks. And I feel like that you're never going to be an old dog, but you're going to teach old dog new tricks. And I feel like that's one of the graces that was on Wimber's life is that he could connect the generations. He loved the, the Jesus movement, but he always loved, he was still, I was just there. I, I, I got, it was with Christy and, and Carol. I got to pray over three generations of Wimbers in January, and they still love their Quaker roots. They talk about their Quaker roots, their Quaker roots. And I'm still a Wesleyan boy. I'm a, I'm a John Wesley boy. And there's something in you. It's like you, you don't forget your roots. And because you don't, Forget your roots. You can claim that heritage and that spiritual DNA. I feel like that's going to be something that's going to track through your family, but also in the generations of this church. And so, um, Pastor, could you just stand and let's just lift a hand and bless him. God, I just thank you for Steve, God. I just thank you, Lord, for the heart, God, of a shepherd, but the heart of a father. And that's what I heard the Lord say. And I feel like there was even some things that tried against come against your heart, uh, both uh, you know, like emotionally and relationally and physically. And I just feel like the Lord is saying that God's like repairing every area of the heart of the church. And, and, it's, and he, what he's doing is he's building a family in this place. And I feel like that the, even this holiday season, this celebration season, is going to be a time of celebrating families. And I feel like even like over the Christmas season, you're going to see whole families come to Christ all at once, stand at the altar and give their life to Christ all at once, because there's a family grace now that's coming on the church, and there's family. God's bringing the generations together, even in your family. So God, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, for the teaching anointing that's on his life, God. But I thank you for the revelatory. I just hear God say that he's giving you a revelatory well for you to draw from. And, and I see you almost like uh, teaching some series, but then turning them almost into like these small books. And I feel like the Lord said, don't. Uh, it was a time even like you had thought, ah, I, I want to write. And you try to write all this stuff. And I feel like there's like pieces of it. But I feel like the Lord says it's not just one book. It's like these small kind of books that people can, I think of like Kenneth Hagin and his faith library, those thin books, and how people can get bite-sized nuggets of revelation, and it'll be passed on from generation to generation to generation. So Lord, I bless that in him. I bless what you're doing in this church. And Lord, we bless the fathers and mothers of this church. We bless the heritage of this church. And I feel like there was even a time in this church, almost like everybody, every family has like the family secret or the family past and everybody doesn't, they whisper it, but they don't talk about it, you know. Something that happened to grandma or something that, and I just feel like the Lord's saying, I'm even, on, I'm even blessing the family history of the church. I'm blessing like when there was tried to be a smudge against the name of the church. And even some people said, let's change the name of the church because of that smudge. But I hear God say, I'm, I put my name on you. It's, you can change the name. That's good. Name changes are awesome to, to reach a new generation. But I believe God says that because you've honored even fathers and mothers in the past that, that maybe started well but didn't finish well, that you're going to be one that's going to finish well, that God is going to raise up a generation that's going to run well, and that you're going to run generationally. Your church, your family is going to run and finish the race. You're going to press and you're going to reach the mark because this is going to be a church that's going to raise up a generation that is a generation, an intergenerational church that honors fathers and mothers that releases sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Amen. Bless you, buddy.
Amen. It's a rare, it's a rare place where you find where people can uh, accept, accept the old and release the new. Like Jesus said in Matthew 13, he said this, the kingdom of heaven is filled with ancient vessels and new vessels. And, you know, something in our culture, I think it's our Western culture, uh, that we just, we just love the new. We love change. We're addicted to change. We, but I, I think that what heaven loves is heaven loves when we honor what we have, but we embrace what God wants to bring. And I believe that this is an example of that kind of a place. And it's a very rare thing, uh, in, particularly in a Western culture and particularly in the church. But I believe you're going to be a church that's going to be able to navigate that. And when you do, you help others. One of the things I feel like I see almost like um, forming like almost a, you know, a long-term plan. For some of us, long-term is a year. <laughs> like for me, like if I know what I'm going to do next year, I'm happy, right? But for some of us, long-term is it's 10. But I see almost like I just hear the Lord, I'm giving the church 2020 vision. Uh, almost like you're planning out almost just a, just a five years to 2020. But that, that you're going to, as you see, it's like you're forming a transition plan. But I hear the Lord say, it's not a transition that's an end. It's a transition that's a continuation. When some people say transition, they, they mean get out of the way so I can take my place. But what God does is he says, look, I'm going to go be with my father. And you're going to do what I do in greater things than, than I do. Jesus takes a new place so that we can take a place. That's a really biblical transition. And I feel like there's a, a generational continuation that's going to happen uh, in this church. And even that there's an anointing that's coming on your family. And that trans, God's going to teach you how to navigate that as a leadership team. He's going to teach you how to integrate the culture, the, the, the generations within that. So I see almost like a transition team where there's like, you know, the older, the middle-aged, the younger, all together saying, where do we see our church going as a family? Where do we see our church going? And I even see almost like these, almost like family meeting type things where we talk about it as a church and I talk about it as a family. Here's where we're going, casting out the vision for the next season. And get, get ready because I believe that the greatest days are still ahead for this church. God always saves the best wine for last, really, he saves it for now is the best translation of that. That means that right now, God has, a, has a, an outpouring for you, and you're already in it. You're already in it right now. And so um, I believe that God's going to give you strategy in that, that transition period, but I, I hear the Lord say that you're never going to be retired. You're just never going to be retired because you're going to help other churches and pastors. You're going to help them make their transitions. It doesn't mean you can't take a vacation, but you live at the beach. My goodness, you guys are all, you're all retired in my opinion, right? You guys are always on perpetual vacation, but you're going to be one that's going to even like to help other pastors transition. And I see these young almost spiritual sons and young pastors that you're just going to come alongside and, and sow into their life at different times in their life. And I don't know what connection you have with Texas, but I feel like there's even some relationships with young ministers in, like, in Texas, in the Dallas area, that you're going to father. And, and it's not, I don't see you forming this formal network, but what I see you forming is relationships and a relationship structure with, with um, young leaders and, and that are going to raise up a new generation of leaders that are going to also pass the torch to their next generation too. So, yeah, God, that's good. That's a good word. Yeah. Awesome. So, all right, take your Bibles. We will do this, and then I'm going to pray for you. Um, go to Isaiah 55. Oh, I promised somebody over here, you. I, they made me pinky swear that I would give her a word last night. Not, not pinky swear, but... 
we were hanging out in the green room, and uh, this girl, what's your name? Mary Hannah. And she, she said, do you have another prophecy I said, in you? I said, no, I have nothing in me. So uh, she said, well, do you, do you see anything? I said, no, I don't see anything. So, so they said, well, we're going to be at church tomorrow. We prophesied to us. I said, well, I can't really swear I will or promise I will. But, so I was trying to get out of it, basically. I was trying to weasel my way out of giving a word to somebody at midnight or whatever time it was. And, and so then I, I did see something. I shared with her what I saw, that, that God has anointed her like he anointed people in the temple. When Moses came down and said, God said, build a temple for me, he said, you're going to anoint people that will be, uh, create furniture and fashion design. I said, you're going to be anointed for furniture design and fashion design, which she told me later is what she did. And I, and I began to speak to her about how God's given her the anointing. She's like a diva, right? So she's given her, he's given her anointing to, for the finer things of life, but that he's going to use her to create space where the presence of God can come in. He's going to use her to create an atmosphere where the presence of God came in. He's going to use her to, to uh, create fashions that will, will put on young women who, where the presence of God will be on them and they won't cover up and try to make an image of who they're not, but they'll put God's identity on them. See, God's, God's raising up a generation that knows who they are so they can bring heaven to earth in every way, and that's one of the ways. And so that made me kind of have to promise to, to pray for some other young ladies here. So what's your name, honey? What is it? Ariel, that's like the mermaid? Awesome, okay. So I have daughters, I'm sorry. I know all the Disney princesses by heart, okay? I can name them. Um, so Ariel, I, I really feel like uh, God, God has given you a, the eyes of a seer, and I feel like you're a real dreamer. And even when you were younger, sometimes those dreams weren't happy dreams, but God's gonna, about to flip on the happy dream switch. Uh, but also he's given you a gift of discernment. I haven't seen you being able to, God's going to teach you even how to understand your dreams, understand symbols, and I see you being used in like prophetic evangelism, dream interpretation, and you're going to be one that's going to reach people that are outside of the church through uh, even new age people are going to be drawn to you. Esoteric type people are going to be drawn to you because you have a spirit of understanding on you. There's also a spirit of wise counsel on you. I see you almost becoming like a spiritual counselor to people. Uh, I feel like even from the time you were young, people would come, come to you with their problems. You know? They trust you. They can call you. Like, where do, where do I go when I need to talk to someone? It's Ariel. Because your gift isn't just that you can give counsel and wisdom, but you can actually listen. And when you listen, you're not listening to just to the person, but you're listening to the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit of counsel from Isaiah chapter 11, the spirit of wisdom and counsel that God gives you. But there's a combination between the spirit of counsel and, the, and there's, a tr there's, a, um, there's pairs. In Isaiah 11, there's pairs to these sevenfold spirits of God. And the spirit of counsel pairs with the spirit of power. The spirit of counsel pairs with the spirit of power. And what I feel for you that that's going to mean is that there's going to be like a natural counseling gift. You're going to be known as a counselor, but there's a spirit of power that's going to come through you. And I see it breaking people free of, of issues in their life. I particularly see girls that, young girls that are like cutters coming to you and you blessing them, breaking them free. I see young women with eating disorders coming to you and being set free. I see them with body image issues coming to you for counsel and being set free. And so God's a wonderful counselor. You're going to be a wonderful counselor. And there's a spirit of power that's going to operate through you that's going to really take off like emotional baggage off of people. And there are some things that really you had to struggle with in your life, but that actually developed the faith muscle in your life so that you can help other, be, other people be set free. You're a strong woman, and don't apologize for being a strong woman. 
Sometimes I feel like you say, well, maybe if I wasn't so strong about this. No, God's got the perfect, just like he's got counsel and power pair up, he's got the perfect match for you too. And I feel like sometimes you feel like, well, I've got to be someone else for, for, to get a, find a match for my life. God's got the perfect match for you. You match up because you're powerful and you're a counselor too. So, yeah. Can you just put your hand on your friend's shoulder? God, thank you. Is that right what I said about her, Hannah? Yeah. So, God, we just bless her in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you're raising up a generation, Lord, that seeks your face, but, Lord, that can bring your face to other people, God. And I bless Ariel, God. I thank you for her, God. And, Lord, I thank you. You made a decision about a relationship like 18 months ago, and it was like a hard thing. But I feel like God said, you chose my heart. I gave you my whole heart, and I promise you that I'll give you people to run with you that are people after my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? All right, I guess I'm not preaching today. All right, so, <laughs> so much for that. Get the tape of the first service, all right? Because I would have said it was really good, so you'll really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, well, I got about 200 people, and I got uh, seven, eight minutes. So give me your best pick-me face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me go to the top to see. I mean, God loves everybody. That's what's so hard and so great about what I do is God loves everybody, and he wants to encourage everybody. And so it's uh, it, by no means does this mean like, wow, she's more important than anybody. It's just I made a promise, so I kept a, so I kept a promise. But um, uh, let's try this. Worked in the first service, so. Right side, um, Mike or Michael? Is there Mike or Michael on the right side? Okay. All right. Two of them? Oh, three of them? Oh, everybody's going to be Michael now. This happened. Okay. All right. Okay. I actually wanted to give you a word. Mike, Mike, is it Michael? Okay. Because I, I really heard like Michael first. So if you really like, if they call you, you call, they call you Michael. All right. What's your name? Yeah. Abby. Yeah, that's my daughter's name. Okay. Michael and Abby. I, I just really feel like that this is a time where... God is giving you like a double portion on your life, you know, like Elijah and Elisha. It could sound kind of cliche-ish. Um, Elisha got the double portion, but Elisha didn't get the double portion just so he had double of what his father had. He actually got the double portion because he actually went back and um, finished some things that his father Elijah started. Because if you track through the way that Elijah and Elisha walked, on the day that he got that mantle, they walked through all these towns, and then Elisha got the mantle, walked back through the same towns. So, like, because he was completing a, a circuit, he was completing a channel, he was completing something, and I feel like, like, you're completing something, you pick it up and you're going to complete it, but I also feel like when, you know, when Elisha comes to the end of his journey, he goes to somewhere new. If you read the story, he goes to Samaria, and he starts a school there. He starts to school the prophets there. And I feel like that's God, what God's doing is he's using you to pick up what somebody else started and then you're going to come back and then you're going to train the next generation to do it. And there's a school uh, of equipping even that's going to come out of this, the, out of this uh, region, out of this church. But I feel like God's going to use you to raise up that generation because there's that double portion that's coming on you. Uh, and, and Abby, Abby, do you play the piano at all? Did you ever play the keyboard? Yeah. You did. Did you stop playing that? Were you like 17? Really young. Is 17 young, or is it younger than that? Uh-huh, busted. Okay, so <laughs> you said really young, and I'm like, well, you're only like 19. Okay, so, so okay, so, yeah. So I really feel like there's music that's in you that, that you never let fully come out, and God's like saying, 
come on, you need to bring some of these gifts out of you that are still in you. And because God likes you, you're a worshiper in your heart. And I feel like you are also sort of a little bit of a perfectionist, let's say. Like you like to do things with excellence, let's say, say that. So some of those things you gave up because it was like, mm, if I can't do it right, don't ruin it at all, you know? And God's like, do it wrong. I love it when you do it wrong. I love it when you hit the wrong notes. I love that. You know, like play out of tune, okay? But I, because I feel like it's important for you to see those things that are inside of you. And also because I feel like, do you have kids? Do you have a boy? You have a girl too, or just a boy? Okay, is the boy musical yet at all? Does he do like this? Did he pound on his? Did he pound a lot? Does he have a beat in him? Does he always move in like a like a move like a beat? Okay, he's a he's a drummer, and the girl she's she's got the music in her with with the the flowing with the keyboard. She's even got like a how old is she? She's nine. She, does she sing already? Yeah, she she, she can sing. Don't think she can't. She can really sing. Um, she used to, like, when she was younger, did she ever, like, like get a part to a movie and keep repeating it over and over again, or a song, again, like, till it drives you crazy in your head? Okay, that's a sign of a prophetic psalmist. Guaranteed, 100%. Okay, so she actually gets a phrase in her head and over and over and over and over again gets it, and she's going to get things in her spirit. She also ha- is kind of funny and has to be able to, like, make up silly songs or make people laugh. That's also a sign of a prophetic psalmist. So you can make go turn from silly songs to spiritual songs, okay? And so, so that's their seeds inside of both of you that are in both of your kids, and it's all the part of this whole generational thing that we're talking about, okay? So yeah, stand up. Let me pray for you, since I already messed around with you. And I, I honestly don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like literally, I have no clue if what the backstory is or if it's right. But I'm just gonna believe it somewhat. Okay? Do you know that? Oh, that's your son. Oh, okay. It kind of makes kind of makes sense to me now. <laughs> okay, God. Well, were you away and you came back? I was. Oh, well, welcome home. Okay, okay. So, God, you ain't going back anymore. You like, you're not going anywhere. So, God, I thank you that you you like you you yeah you wrestled him, God, and you he's not going to walk with a limp though. So, God, I thank you, Lord, for um, what you're doing here and for the, the school. And I, School of the Prophets is just a general phrase, but there's a, I really feel like a school of the supernatural that's going to raise up here. And God, I thank you for this couple. They're called to be together, God. They're called to be a family and to create families. And so, Lord, I bless them. I bless Abby. I bless the gifts in her, God. I call them forth, God, the creativity, the art, the, the, the music. And, Lord, that they'll, they'll even be, and I feel like this is going to be, feel way over your head, but there's like a prophetic creative arts that you're going to release to people. And I know this, that, the, that it doesn't make, take the best artist to release artistry. It doesn't take the best musician to release music and people. And it certainly doesn't take the best prophetic person to equip people in the prophetic. So I feel like there's a creative prophetic gift that's going to just come out of you and begin to equip children and, um, and the church. And I see even like creative arts coming into the worship environment. Um, so God, I just thank you for that. Bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, cool. All right. Oh, where's the other Michaels? Okay. I think that was the Michael I was supposed to talk to, apparently, but I, I, I mean, just bless you guys. Um, that Michael there, can you stand up so I could see a little bit better? Yeah, you, but okay. Um, I really saw like sports around you, and I really feel like that God's going to use athletics to teach you leadership. And I feel like you're going to have some, you're going to go through a season of time, you're going to have some tough coaches in your life. They're going to kind of like 
Not, not, they're going to challenge you more than encourage you, but you need both. You need the tough coaches and you need the good coaches. You need the coaches that will say, boy," and you need the coaches that will kind of kick in the rear and say, get out there and do it, boy. And I feel like God's going to use both of them in your life, but I feel like you're also, there's also going to, uh, you're also going to be one that's going to help to equip others. There's like a coaching gift in you, too. Um, and I feel like as you apply yourself in, in these areas, that there's even going to come like finances and resources, scholarships for the future, uh, for your education as you do this. But don't, over, don't overlook the academic part of you um, because God has both. You can, bo- you can be both athletic and, and academic. You can uh, be smart and strong because you are all those things. And, and I believe that God's teaching you all these things for, be, for the leadership that he's called you to have uh, in people's lives. And he's putting leaders in your life, some to teach you how to lead and some to teach you how not to lead. And you need both. You need both those examples. You need mentors and tormentors. Enjoy both. Okay? All right. Um, you, Michael, too, right? Okay. The thorn between the roses. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So, uh, uh, Michael, I really feel like um, God has made you a person that has a, a, a compassionate heart for people. But you're also, you have a kind of like a, a tough exterior. And I feel like that God's going to use you to kind of minister tough love to some people but I see that it's actually going to get people to a place of real freedom in their life. And I feel like you're going to be one that's going to uh, give some tough advice to some friends, particularly men that are going through situations and making bad decisions in their life, and they'll listen to what you have to say because it's tough love, and you're going to be a discipler of men, and it's going to save marriages, it's going to save homes, it's going to save families because of the words and the wisdom that comes out of your mouth. The tough love is going to release compassionate love into, into people's hearts. I also, I also feel like the Lord wants to, to thank you for being faithful with the little. He's going to give you much. And I feel like there were some things that you wanted in your life that you, people weren't able to give you. And you always kind of said, like, I want to give them to my family. I want to be able to have those for my family. And I, and I feel like the Lord said, remember that it's, it's the Father in heaven that gives good gifts. Even though we being earthly fathers, we give our children, our family good gifts, how much more does your heavenly Father give good gifts? And really... God, God is going to bless you, and the things that you wanted for yourself that you'll be able to give to your family, it's really going to come from the Lord. And I really feel like God's going to, um, you're going to see the blessing of God, even beyond what you could provide or that you could give or you could promise. It's the promises of God in your life uh, that, are going to, that are going to bring the blessing to people. Also, I feel like, um, I feel like God's going to use your home as a home of healing, and as a home of, of family, of, of restorations of families. And I see even like you, uh, your home being a place where people that are having trouble in relationships and marriages can come and they can receive wisdom, counsel, and healing uh, because of the wisdom that God's put inside of you and the two roses on the other side of you as well. So, God, I just bless Michael in Jesus' name and I thank you, Lord, for uh, the wisdom of the Lord and the compassion of the Lord, but also the discipline of the Lord that is because we're sons and daughters. He, he loves us and he disciplines us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, boy, it's just so really tough for me to, to leave you guys. You guys are so fun and awesome. Could you do me a favor? Um, can you just, just bow your heads with me just for a moment? Because I, I know there's some people here who just really just need to hear God today in their life. And... Um, the first service, I, I just I taught from a scripture, Isaiah 55, which says, 
My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. And I feel like one of the things that a lot of people today are struggling with is in areas of their thought life. And I feel like that God wants to say this. First of all, his thoughts are different than your thoughts. His thoughts are better than your thoughts. And his thoughts, you can have his thoughts. And, and if you're struggling with any area of fear for your future, thoughts uh, in your life that are coming maybe from a place of adversity, maybe coming from a place of the past, I just want you to lift your hand up and I want you to receive this prayer. Okay, Father, all over this place right now in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, that you are releasing the thoughts of heaven. Your thoughts for us are to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a future and a hope. And God, right now I ask you to quiet the thoughts of the enemy. And just as these few moments I was able to release some of your thoughts for some of your people, some of your children, these are how many of the thoughts that you have. Your word says that your thoughts for us outnumber the sands of the sea, the stars of the sky. It's how many thoughts you have for us, and that's how high and how amazing they are. God, I pray that each person would know that right now, God. As you look at them, I, I, as I look around, I, I sense your compassion. I sense your love. I sense you touching your people, God. And God, I thank you that you're going to use us, just as you did people this week at Power and Love, just as this morning you released your thoughts and your words and your heart to people, that each one of us in this place can go out, have a God thought for someone, and have God's words for someone. And we can change this city by thinking your thoughts, by speaking your words by changing our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Steve, can you come? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys. Love you guys. See you next time we come back, okay? Okay. okay. Thank you. And while you're going... Can I give you a hug? I love you, man. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll get your number from Ron. Extend. Uh, leave the microphone if you would. Um, <laughs> Let's just extend your hands toward Bob as he is leaving. And God, we uh, feel free to go ahead and slip out when you need to. But God, we extend a great mercy and grace toward him and his wife, toward his family. And Father, we pray an increase, an extra measure of increase, of anointing upon him as he travels. Keep him safe. And God, would you give him all of the desires of your heart. Cause him to see from your point of view to hear with the ear speaking behind him this is the way walk in it in jesus name amen bless your brother we'll be in touch